0: Welcome to the Sales Mindset Podcast, where we talk about everything sales and or the right mindset for success. Here with my co-host, Brian, who's going to pose me the next question.
1: Yes. So today we're going to be talking about persistence versus adaptability. Mm-hmm. So balancing persistence and adaptability, how can you strike the right equilibrium between pursuing a lead diligently versus like letting it go and not pissing them off?
0: Right. Hey. So the first thought I had about this wasn't about pissing someone off, mm-hmm. but it was about wasting your own time. Okay. And I think that's a good way of starting because you have to recognize when you are wa- you are wasting your own time. Mm-hmm. So this goes into not actually a sales situation, well, sales in respect to what I did with my class. Mm-hmm. I had this one student. Uh, let me take a step back For my class. Most of the students, not most of the students. Let me take a step back. For my class, the students, and Brian was one of those at one point in time, will work with a nonprofit to get sponsorships. And so they're selling sponsorships, basically. And this one student, bless his soul, great guy, hard of cold, to be quite honest. And I think that was part of the problem. Mm-hmm. He was working with this one business that kept putting him off. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately in sales... Just because someone says that they're in doesn't mean they're actually in. Yeah. Until the check has cleared the bank. Yeah. You have not closed that sale, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Until there's a uh, confirmed check in the bank that is cleared. I don't know how long that takes these days. Probably mm-hmm. 72 hours. I'm not sure. Then the sale has not occurred, and I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. Uh, lost several thousand dollars as a result. Anyway. So. The student got the sponsorship for the nonprofit, and person said, yeah, 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 come back next week. I'll have my checkbook with me. Like, okay. This is a student's perspective. Next week, came back. Hey, I'm here for that. Oh, I don't have my checkbook with me. So after I think about four weeks of this, which oh, is interminable, is a long time in college semester. Yeah. He eventually comes to me for some feedback. It's like, I've been dealing with this one business, mm-hmm. and they don't have their checkbook with them. And I had to stop and I'm like, they have an establishment, they have a retail establishment. Yeah. And they don't have their checkbook with them. It's like, yeah. I'm like, try and buy that again. Yeah. Why yeah. would they, they not do. have their checks with them at their place of business? Yeah. It's like, oh. right. And so I it was a situation, and unfortunately in sales, this is going to happen to you where someone just completely screws with you. Mm hmm. Uh, and that's what was happening to him. And at some point in time, you have to look at your conversations with a prospect and realize – sorry, the dog is cute. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have to look at your situations with your prospect and realize that they're not actually interested. Now, sometimes it's that they just don't want to say no. Yeah, They've yeah. They want to be nice. They're they're feeling bad or, mm. or, or they're like, I don't know. So they actually string the person along and they actually do more damage. Yeah, yeah. It's even more problematic. Yeah, exactly. But there are real a-holes out there that will basically string a salesperson on for the sake of stringing a salesperson on. And yeah, that's what was happening to this unfortunate student. Um, So that's what I would say is that measure of persistence Slipping over into annoyance, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think it was was presented a little bit more in terms of agility, but or adaptability. But it's matter yeah, of yeah. reading the room and reading the situation. Some of it will come with experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's going to take a while until you realize, oh, I've been in this situation before, and you have to put it out to the prospect. Yeah. Like, look, I don't want to waste our time. Yeah, or I don't want to waste your time. Probably even better. Yeah, so you're making it about this the, the prospect. you you are about yourself that's the motivation for the phrase that you're using yeah but in the prospects mind you're like oh this person's actually trying to help me here yeah right uh and just like look i don't want to waste your time if you're not interested just let me know and move on from
1: there give them the opportunity to finally shut it down
0: exactly exactly there's one philosophy where it's like after three outreaches it's done right And all I have to say is, like, I'm here if you're interested in making this purchase. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to spam your email. I don't want to um, to be that guy, basically. Yeah, Uh, and that actually comes from a training Mm -hmm. I went to. That that was um, I was speaking training that I had gone to, and I and I thought it was the way they handled it was pretty good. You would think three is low, but at the same time, what you want to communicate is that you're not thirsty yeah you want to be hungry for business but thirsty and of course the distinction might be Mm -hmm. lost on some of our listeners or viewers but the idea is that you'll do anything for business if you'll do anything for business are you really worth doing business with yeah so when so when you cut it short sooner it's like look i've got better people to deal with
1: i've got people who Mm. actually want to work with me Go F yourself if you're right. I hear that, actually. Yeah. That's actually an interesting... Co- because I, I always placed it at five, where I made my fifth contact mm-hmm. the uh, the one where I'd say, I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. Like, no worries. Yeah, think, if you're interested, please give me a call. I think five's within the reason. Yeah, but... With, it
0: is within reason on this.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I see three being solid, too, is that I didn't really think about the idea of cutting it off earlier for your own respect, because that builds like a certain yeah. uh, wall of respect, and I think about that. Going back to your story, out of curiosity, obviously you don't say it on the podcast, but do you remember the name of this company? No, actually, I don't. Oh, that's such a shame because I wish I knew. I, I had a similar situation in town as well, where it's like the exact same thing. Yeah. And this was in my freshman year of college, actually, when I was I was selling ad space for the newspaper. Mm. And I went into this place. It was a auto shop, and every time, do you think that's too much? Mm-mm. No. No, I think it might be the same oh, place. Oh, it might be the same place. No, it'd be lovely. It'd be lovely. Um won't drop any names or anything like that. But the guy he he had a very scary name. Um a very a very mobster esque name, which is which I always found really funny. Be careful, I'm Italian. Yeah, well not not Italian mobster, you know. Oh. You know, oh, you know, oh. Yeah. The 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 yeah, the worst types. <laughs> and I went in there or uh, I it actually wasn't me at first. I had taken over this role as like the sales supervisor. So I would go out with the other reps and go on their territory with them and help them out with things that might be more challenging or help coach and whatnot. And she was having a lot of trouble picking up a check from this guy who's who already bought the ad, like the ad already ran. It was just, he now had to settle his account okay. because he had like a running ad with us every month or something. And it wasn't, he hadn't paid for like two months. So she kept going back and was like hello like can I, I ask about the to drop today? Hello, can I can I get the check from you like for two months deep? we, we like, can bleed. Yeah, it. yeah. And he goes, "Oh, uh yeah, I don't have my checkbook with me." It was the exact same thing and it happened for like 3 4 weeks. So I I, I went with her the one time and they said the same thing. I let her run it and they said the same thing. So then we ended up leaving. And I'm like, "All right, next week let's come back." And like we'll push again but can I like can I take the lead on it and we went in and I was like hey we're trying to get in touch with the owner here is he here and he's like oh he's in the background I think he's busy it's like okay cool like is it in that office right there like you think I can just walk and knock on the door and say uh I guess yeah and knocked on the door and I went and like hey it's good to see you man like um so uh, I'm Brian from the Florida Alligator can we talk for a second and he was like yeah I'm kind of busy right now I'm like yeah no problem I just want to get this payment from you like, do you currently have your checkbook? like, no, I don't have it on me. It's like, all right, cool. What is the exact date that you can have the checkbook in your office? And we had this, like, standoff for a minute. It was really scary because I really thought I was talking about a Russian mobster at the time. Like, I really built it up in my mind. It was the scariest thing in the world. He still didn't pay us that day, but he did pay us the following week. We set a day and we came back and got it. But I wonder if there's a little bit of, like, respect for the assertiveness. I, I, I hope so. Or uh, otherwise, he didn't want me to come back till like, I get my license plate and information and whatnot <laughs> to track me down later. But they do. I, I wonder if it was the same. I wonder if it was the same place. They, they, they got you it, it, the exact same phrasing where uh, I, I don't have my checkbook, yada, yada, yada. And it was about the persistence in this case, but for something that was already closed. Yeah.
0: But I like the way you handled that, right? You know, yeah. very specific. You're like, okay, I will come back on this. That's a very good way of handling a lot yeah. of situation before someone is pushing you off. It's like, here's the exact date. Yeah. Here's the exact time. This
1: doesn't work for you. Let me know. Yeah. And if it works with my calendar, I'll do that. Yeah. And you got to make it clear that you're going to be there at that date and time. Mm -hmm. And if they're not there, you need to make it clear to them the next time that you're going to be there. Like set up your schedule. You need to telegraph when you're going to be there so they cannot forget about you. Right. Right. And eventually it it
0: comes down to a cost benefit analysis. Do I really want to be annoyed by this dude?
1: Yeah.
0: uh, Who is assertive again. Mm -hmm. and, And I think that may have worked in your favor. The other thing is that this really underscores the fact that unless that check is in your hand yeah you have not closed yeah. now it sounds like they were an established client that decided uh, to stop
1: paying which yeah. is a different story for the second or third time but whatever oh wow yeah, yeah. we had a we had a tenuous relationship yeah so <laughs> that's where you know
0: for for me it's it's a matter of, yeah, I go back to the very first time that I made it was one of my larger first sales, hmm. but it wasn't a sale because I didn't actually get a check. It was like, yeah, I'll do this for you. Great. When it's delivered, it was a website. Yeah. The site for you. Great. When it's delivered, I'll pay you this. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. So I did the site for them. Uh huh. And great. Bye. Oh no. Did he acknowledge it that he's not gonna pay you? Yeah. Yeah. They they're really, like, uh well, no, no. Uh wow, it's like twenty years ago at this point.
0: I think they just ghosted me.
1: They uh-huh. just ghosted me. They wow. used it. They used the site. Yeah. A great site. Did you end up getting money or anything no. from them? Oh, man. Absolutely nothing. That's brutal. Absolutely nothing. And I didn't have the resources because it was the very early days of my
0: business. Yeah. But I learned from that point, grab a deposit and don't give the final product mm-hmm. until that final. In the, in, in the case of a new customer, mm-hmm. established customers, I will start to extend the credit to. If I know that they're going to be good.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you want to be able to do that, like yeah. build build a place of respect and a good relationship. Yeah, and it's just a matter of, you know,
0: here's your net 30 days, here's your net 60 days, uh, but I know you're good for this, but of course, if the first time something doesn't go right, they're going to be back into that deposit situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those situations are, are, are the worst. I, I hate trying to like bark up a tree that is refusing to cooperate. Mm-hmm making communication that was one of my favorite things as a like in property management where you had another company that didn't want to do something that you needed them to do like either talking to a vendor it was one of the worst things with being in the property management side of things where whether it be dealing with you know uh, maybe like like vendors or government bureaucracy and whatnot contacting people for either payment or for them to process paperwork or to get something filed it it didn't matter what it was you know certain some people are lovely, but some people just don't want to do their job at the rate that you need them to. You know, they have other priorities. And there's an instance where I worked with another brokerage where we needed to get some materials for another unit and we were having some complications with it. So I was trying to communicate with their head of marketing because that, that was what it was related to. And I probably went two weeks calling them every single day trying to get in touch with them. And it didn't work. So eventually, what it came down to is I would call in the morning, in the afternoon, every weekday, and I knew that I was going to get their voicemail. It was like a specific person's voicemail box. I would I knew the person's name, the the, the receptionist. Yeah. And they would answer like, hey, Tim, it's Brian. Can you put me through to, you know, person's uh, inbox, please? Like, yeah, sure. And I would say the exact same message every single time. Like, hey, it's Brian from Alligator Realty. I'm trying to get in touch with you, this thing. And going through their voicemail box, I'm sure they got like nine Hey, this is, Brian. hey this is Brian? Hey, this is Brian. Hey, this is Brian. We got it eventually. Yeah. And I'm sure that I was a dick, but after like 2 weeks of waiting for something to get through and something that you absolutely needed and can't walk away from, that's when you have to balance the adaptability versus yeah. persistence. So me, I would have walked into the office. Yeah, we did that too, but they're not there. No. Or tried to find I mean, I'll I'll, you know, like I said in
0: one of the I don't know if it was this but no, there's this podcast. Um, I'm going to tell you I'll, I'll leverage some of that. And, yeah, yeah. And if they happen to be a local person, I'll walk in and be like, okay, uh, I'll sit here until you actually show up. Ooh, yeah. I'll figure right. out your schedule if I need to. It depends on how much money
1: Again, Yeah, yeah. Of benefit analysis on yeah. Site. How much time you're going to take out of your day to go after it. Yeah. It's an important piece of the persistence versus adaptability debate <laughs> that we've exactly. initially
0: started. Of course, this is, this is pursuing deadbeat customers, which yeah, is, yeah. is not exactly where we were going with this, but it's still an issue in sales. And- Especially if your commission is based not on commitments and deliveries, but on when the check actually comes into the organization and actually gets through, I've I've never dealt. No, I don't think I've ever dealt with a customer whose check has not
1: cleared. But, yeah, uh, no. that's you know that's obviously something that you you never know if you're going to deal with. Mm-hmm. I haven't either. That's that's an interesting step of the process. Like you said, like if the check doesn't clear, it's not closed. And I agree, but I I can't imagine getting all the way through, you know, a signed contract or some sort of signed agreement and shaking hands at the deal and then it not going through. What would you do in a situation like that? Kind of adapt.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, Bad checks. Hmm. I think a lot of people are concerned about the reputation these days. And it might be why something like that might not happen quite as frequently. And I could be wrong. It could still happen. Um, Yeah. You know, post in the comments on YouTube. If that has (laughs) happened to you, let me know. Um I'm not sure yeah, so there we go persistence and adaptability when it comes to dealing with certain situations there's a fine line and where it happens to be is going to depend on you it's going to depend on your customers sometimes you'll get it right, sometimes you will get it wrong but either way, that's just one of the fun aspects of dealing with the right mindset you yourself can have the resilience to bounce back from having to deal with that. Brian, any final thoughts?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think that was a pretty good wrap up.
0: Okay, great. We'll talk to you next time.
1: Take care.